else. And that's just like a theory separate from everything else. Okay, okay. Just saying like maybe there are aliens and maybe they just wanted to have a tourist spot that was different. Mm. Like all the Asian aliens just were like, okay, yeah, we want to visit Sad. <laughs> Did you say the Asian aliens? No, <laughs> maybe we won't put that part in. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll put it. It's fine. No, actually, I don't know. Maybe whatever. <laughs> I'm don't, so nervous. Don't put it in. Okay. Then the Asians they won't subscribe. <laughs> Swapping thoughts, a film podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Swapping Thoughts, episode number sixteen, and today is a pretty special episode because we actually have a guest today, uh, Ethan's brother Fraser. Uh, yeah, and he's actually a real life farmer, so he might yeah. really he might relate to to uh, Interstellar in a way. So to so, Cooper, supposedly that is a theory. Yeah, you might not, you might want to. Be a little bit closer to the mic when you speak, but... Okay, thank you. Yeah, so today we're just going to be talking about the theories within Interstellar, uh, mainly about the Blight and about the Tesseract. At least that's what I have today. Uh, uh, do you guys have any theories? Yeah, we got a couple. Okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the first things that I wanted to kind of bring up within Interstellar is, uh, is the Blight, okay? And there's a few theories about the blight that I wanted to come across you guys to see what you thought and to see which, you, which theory you think is the most plausible okay. uh, in the film, okay? We can do that. You can? <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe you can. <laughs> oh, well, I should probably read out, actually. Uh, just for those of you who know, don't know, the blight is a general term used to describe any pathogens such as a virus, bacteria, or fungi that attacks plant species so that's basically what a blight is it's just a general term Blight for like a virus yeah that attacks plants all right so like in this in the film all these crops and stuff are being being attacked by this virus and they're all dying and here's a few theories as to how this blight occurred um or just what it what it is uh you know in general and stuff like that so the first one I want to bring by you guys is that it's a biological weapon. So this theory, I just want to read it out to you guys. Okay. Um, it says, this theory proposes that the blight was initially engineered as a biological weapon by an unknown party. It may have been intended to target and, dis and destabilize Earth's ecosystem, leading to the collapse of human civilization. What do you guys think of that theory? Fraser? I feel like it could definitely be something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's it. You don't think that's it? No. So th that you don't like that theory? No. Okay. So I, let me let me just think of. I just okay. I just prove that theory. Well, okay. Well, so, wait, Fraser. How about this? Yeah. Let's hear what you guys did. Do you not believe that it was like aliens that that did it, or do you that, not believe that it was like somebody else that was trying to like wreck some other I, civilization? I I just think that the the humans kind of just brought it. Upon themselves, you know how like climate change and everything. Yeah. You know and how, and how like uh, you know like the world is like getting hotter and like everything's gonna end if we <laughs> yeah. we don't change something right. And so maybe that 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 just continued on right, and then um you know kind of just found themselves mm. destroying their own world, and so now they have to find something else. So you think that it's a natural occurrence that has happened then? 
kind of like but but it's it's they've also brought it, it upon themselves but yeah. it just kind of happened kind of like global warming it's just happening yeah. because of I, humans living here essentially is you think yeah, it's like that because of just human you know just uh human whatever interference right you know i feel like it could be like that too but i also yeah. feel like it could have been like one country just trying to like wreck another country yeah and then it spread yeah and then they're like oh crap dude well i guess we're all gonna die what kind of like the theories with covid yeah. Ah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, so how plausible do you think it would be, though, in the movie to, you know, for this theory to be the case? Yeah, probably like a, hmm, like a 7 out of 10. Like a 7 out of 10? <laughs> We're rating How official things. is this rating? I don't, I don't know, just what you think. Yeah, I'd say if I had if I had more time to to plan out these podcasts, then maybe it'd be more than that. But yeah, I don't. Like we should have like an official like rating like scale. Dude, I wish I had the time for that. Like, okay. Seriously. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So that's that's the first theory, and I I thought it was like I kind of like it. I don't know what I think about it is like uh, in within the film. I don't think that was the case because um, they don't really. It, it's not really explained like the blight's not really explained in that manner yeah. that it could be used as some sort of weapon i mean it could be well it's just glossed over it's just kind of glossed over yeah it's i don't i don't think like these and by the way guys these are just theories like like the movie doesn't talk about any of these really at at all so but the second one that i want to to uh come across you guys is extraterrestrial origin uh so this one says uh, some theories suggest that the blight is of extraterrestrial origin, potentially introduced to Earth in- intentionally or unintentionally by an advanced alien civilization. It may have been uh, designed to transform the environment to suit their needs or inadvertently caused unintended consequences. What do I you think about like that? that one's way less. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And the reason why is because the... I feel like, aliens. Well, I feel like throughout the film, it they do kind of have like uh, an extraterrestrial f- feeling to the movie, but it never like by the end of the movie, it's like humans are the ones that have done this. Yeah. Humans are the it's one like, that created like like future humans. Like right? humans that. are the one that created everything that it was in the movie. Yeah. Even though it's meant to seem like, you know, they are the ones that for the yeah. cause of these, but, yeah. but in the end, they it's, it's but they, in the end you realize that it's just the humans. Right. So that's why I believe it's like, that's right. not, I actually have a theory that that can kind of piggyback off that last kind of statement. Yeah. And that's uh, humanity's evolutionary leap. Evolutionary leap? Like, yes. what? which leap is this? Uh, the one that is evolutionary <laughs> in okay. nature. Okay. <laughs> through humanity. <laughs> through, okay. through humanity for humanity. Yeah. Throughout humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one... This is, like, kind of talking about the end of the movie more. But okay. it was just, like, uh, the ending can be interpreted as a representation of humanity's evolutionary leap or transcendence to a higher state of existence. So Cooper's journey through the black hole and his encounter with the Tesseract signi- signifies a transformational experience where he transcends the limitations of his human form and gains a greater understanding of the universe, it suggests that humanity has the potential to evolve and transcend or ascend 
to a higher level of consciousness expanding our understanding of the cosmos. And I thought this one was interesting, so it's like, yeah. like you said, it was always humans, turns out, that's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, that's what but it was. But with this one, it's like, so this is like the next step in the evolution, and I was like, oh, it totally could be, like, black hole, now he has superpowers. Yeah. And that made me think, like, we kind of leave at the end where he hasn't really, like, done much after mm. coming out of the black hole, so what if he has superpowers now? <laughs> And if would so, superpowers? what would they be? Is this just some... Where are you finding this? What? <laughs> so, so if he has superpowers coming out of the black hole, out of the Tesseract... Yes, yeah. And, well, he just evolved, basically. Okay. So now, what, what is his powers now that he's evolved? Uh, invisibility? What? <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, what do you think? What do you, Fraser? What do you think about that then? Do uh, I don't know. Like, um, when he was uh, when he was in the hospital, he was the doctor, or whatever. Said he was like 124 years old. So maybe like, I'm not being able to um, like uh, really age mm. like the same ages. like the same way. You know, like like he's like he's maybe still, he's immortal. Yeah, maybe that could be something. Do, but do, do, do. He's also that old because of the time difference. Yeah, yeah, of course, but like, but. Maybe he is now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just a theory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just theory. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it's just no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that's definitely interesting to think about. Like what, what he could have gained from that. I mean, I think. Well, I don't think that he would be immortal, but I do believe that uh, being able to be older than your own daughter is a superpower in itself. That's kind of a boring superpower. Yeah, that was <laughs> like that, that's kind of just like a sad little let's have feelings kind of. What you know superpower. what you know what I think he got? What? I bet you he can talk to frogs now, and that's pretty sick. Talk to frogs? Yeah. yeah. He's like, why? Oh, no, 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 no. But the frogs uh, they don't live in space. No, nope. frogs know what's going on. What if he could talk to black holes? What would they no. say? I don't know. I'm like, hungry. Come in. Yeah. Me. You look good in taste. <laughs> come in me. Come in me. I'm a black hole. I, come in me. I swear you can leave. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Oh, you guys are a bunch of goons, man. Like, can you still hear me? What? Like, yeah. Okay. You're good. Okay. You guys, do you got any more theories like that for me? Because, like, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, I have another one that I just kind of, like, thought about. Okay. And you know in the movie when they're talking about how like all their crops are failing and stuff? Yes. And they were like, the only crop we have left is corn. It's corn, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I was like, can you live off of corn only? Turns out you can't. You... So the theory is, is everyone on Earth already dead? Okay, that's a wait, pretty, no, good, no, no. That's a pretty I, good theory. But no, how do you, what do you mean you can't just live off of corn? It doesn't give you all the nutrients well, you need. It's just a starch. Yeah, but like corn is literally like in everything. Yeah, but it's just a start. Right, so isn't that even worse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but okay, so this to disprove that theory though, you, you remember the the all of the images or the videos of those old people that we see throughout the movie and yeah, then at yeah. the very end as well? Yeah. Well, those were all humans from that era. And so wouldn't they be dead? Yes. But they're not dead because they're No, but that's the thing. Like in reality, shouldn't they all be dead? No, like none of them should have actually made it mm. when Cooper left and everything like everyone would have just starved to death because like they'd eat the corn but it wouldn't yeah. be enough yeah 
Yeah, but it'll get malnourished and gross and nasty. Like, but when Cooper left, were there was still crops around, right? Other, yeah, or was was everything dead? Corn. Yeah, I think there was only corn. There was only corn 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 left at all. Yeah. Okay, I thought because I thought it was like so. So that theory, yeah, it's just like how are you even living? You know. So I think everyone's already dead. Okay. I just. That's not a crazy but theory. I, I, that's a, that's a good theory, but like I I feel like most people would be dead, because like how could they get those videos of those old people? Yeah, I feel like some well some people might make it. Yeah, some people. Some might. people might just thrive on corn. Yeah, like like that. <laughs> and oh, and what that. about the water? You can survive on water for days, bro. <laughs> Dude. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> okay. So anyways. So anyways. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was a good one. That was good. That was good. No, I, I actually do like that one though. That was yeah, good. Yeah, that was decent. Uh, but with with the the blight too and the crops as well, um, there's another theory that goes with that. Okay, this one is. I think this one's pretty good. It's uh, a negative energy manifestation uh, with the blight. So it says uh, this theory suggests that the blight is a physical manifestation of negative or destructive energy possibly originate, originating from human actions or emotions. It represents a reflection of humanity's darker tendencies and the, cons- and the consequences of unchecked greed or ignorance. Uh, and this one I don't think is plausible, but it's interesting to think about because okay. it, basically the blight is thriving off of everyone in the world's like, negative energy. So like, if you're feeling negative energy, the blight gets par- more powerful. It sounds like some voodoo mama juju stuff. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. That sounds interesting, but it, I don't know. It's like karma and all that. Yeah. That's kind of what that one's like. Yeah. Fraser, you look you're like you're really deep in thought. Like, what? Oh, I'm just, I'm just really trying to think about it. It's just, oh, okay. Give me a second. Yeah. It is an interesting one. Like, yeah. Kind of just like, yeah. Yeah, it is a weird one, for sure. But there's other ones that that other theories that go with this too like there's like a technological creation which is like some theories speculate that the blight is a result of advanced technology gone awry it could be the unintended consequence of scientific experiments or the malfunction of advanced neurotechnology designed to enhance crop production Mm. Uh, so it could be like it that one's kind of similar to the biological weapon except it's not used for a weapon it's just the um, kind of a technological malfunction. Yeah, you know what that one sounds like? That's like the GMO. GMO, mm-hmm. non-GMO foods. Yeah. What do you think, Fraser? You're a crop expert here. Yeah, you know agriculture, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I do. You come to the right place. Like, I yeah. am the expert and all. Yeah, okay. So what That's would you good. say? Well, like, um, trying to improve, like, crop yields and everything. Like, let's say, like, um, they're trying to improve, like, the, the yield of, like, corn, you know? So they, they do all this stuff to, like, make the corn all great and everything. But little do they know that that corn... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that corn, um, like, the stuff they, like, put on the crops and everything to make that corn, yeah. like, grow a little better. It might be yeah. destroying... Uh, their chances to grow other crops. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Yeah? <laughs> Ethan, what's wrong? I was trying to laugh. Because you <laughs> dropped your phone in? Yes, you want to grab it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Did it break? 
Fresh, I didn't know this hardwood was so hard. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about Ethan, the, that technical, technological creation? I feel like it could definitely happen. Yeah. I mean, if, if they tried something new that was like different, kind of extreme, but it just went wrong, I could definitely see it destroying everything and creating the blight. Yeah. And then we all starve. Yeah, that would suck. But do you guys have any, like, theories of your own personal design about the Blight? About the Blight? Uh, my personal reflections on the Blight is that the crops decided they didn't actually want to be eaten anymore. <laughs> so they all got together, yeah. and they were like, hey. Pretty much, um, I think all the vegetation, not just the crops, but all the vegetation. Yes. You know, like, like trees and, like, okay. apples. Well, so so there, there was yeah. a big council. Uh, the decision was made to kill the humans, and that was through poisoning the food. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, personally, I feel like that actually happened, and so I, like, I dreamed about that last night. So yeah, that that one's definitely true. You had a dream about that last night, Fraser? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. It's like a good cookie. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Okay. Now that we've talked about the blight, I think the other main thing that I want to talk about is like just the tesseract origins. Okay, because, okay, like, like it kind of goes into depth about the creation of the Tesseract and everything, but I wanted to hear some theories uh, that go along with that. Um, okay, <clears throat> so, let me ask you then, where do you think the Tesseract came from? Where do I think the Tesseract came from? Yeah. I think it came from the, the, the humans, like, the human, like, the future humans, how they, like, say, like, they. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, like, they... Yeah, whatever how, how they, they reference like they like yeah. they might think it's aliens or whatever, yeah. but it actually turns out to be like future exactly. humans so or whatever. I, I think that <clears throat> the future humans like kind of made the tesseract. Yeah, so that was the thing is that I think that the future like advanced civilization of humans invented this tesseract thing, and that but the thing about the tesseract is that the people who like they created it, but they needed someone to to uh, communicate with it, using it. but Because the, they weren't able to communicate using it, so they needed to have someone to communicate using it, and that was Cooper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that, that was the one person they, uh, that was able to communicate with, with okay. you know, using the, the thing. And, and another thing about the Tesseract 2, why do you think that it was, it was only of Murph's bedroom in the Tesseract? Nothing else. Maybe it has to be like from a strong connection. Yeah. Some I don't know some mm-hmm. kind of strong like you connection, know, whether that's like love, family, time, whatever. You know. No, they talked about like the like love transcending time and all that junk okay. and how like love all can, that junk. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All that, if you will, anyways. Okay. But um, yeah. how how love can like transcend between and like be able to like that's the only thing that like works you know yeah yeah that was actually that makes any sense I okay thought yeah. about where it was like it was just the connection between cooper and murph and it it was so strong that it like broke the bonds of like reality mm. 
So love transcends everything. Space and time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's stronger than gravity and everything else, which made it so that Cooper was able to communicate with his daughter, mm. and that saved everyone. Yeah. But do you think that those advanced future humans who created the Tesseract, do you think they created the Tesseract um, like to be only of her bedroom? Like, Do you think they made it that way? Well, I, I don't think that it's only of her bedroom. I think it's, it, it appears to like the person. The user, whatever, you mean? Yeah, whatever. Oh. Whoever is using it, it's of a certain memory that they have, mm. of a strong connection they have. Interesting. That's an that's interesting. That's what I one. think it is. No, that's an interesting. Like theory. if you went in it, what would your memory be? Yeah. Oh my! What would my memory be? Definitely not you being married or anything like that. That's that's yeah. That well, scratches off the card. What would your memory be? No, but it would have to be like a room, right? It would probably be this room. Us talking about yeah. this movie right now. What if something? <laughs> right oh, what? What if something like fell over or? A water over. bottle cap was like getting twisted up and down multiple times. That would times. be me in the future. Telling us to stop podcasting or something. <laughs> stop podcasting. It's going to go horribly wrong and you're going to be sucked into a black hole if you don't stop. Stay. <laughs> stay. What does it, what's stay. it say? What's it say? Stay. What does stay mean? Why does it say stay? <laughs> uh, yeah. But what I think about the test track though is like this is what I was thinking before you said that. Uh, is that it's not just about who uses it. It's that it's that it's inevitable that Cooper is the one to use it, and it's inevitable that uh, Murph is the one who whose room, like whose room, the Tesseract is representing. Yeah, and it's it, it's inevitable because uh, they know that Murph is the one to ha- create all of this. You know, save civilization, save the world. They know that Murph is the the one to do it, and so. It's and so it's it's like a, uh, just a, a continuous loop, yeah, you know, of Cooper going into the test tract, communicating with Murph, Murph growing up, Murph, uh, you know, being able to solve the, the equation according to what Cooper gave okay. her, you know, and so it's just a continuous thing of that situation because she's the one to, to save the world. You know what I feel actually, yeah, here's a theory for you, okay. Theory. Yes, what is it? It's all a simulation. The whole thing's a simulation. No, hear me out though. Hear me out though. Because Cooper, he's traveling all around. He gets to the edge of the simulation Mm. where he's then on like the other side of it and he's able to like manipulate the simulation. Mm. That makes it feel like a lot more like, oh, that makes sense. And I feel like. Once he was outside of it and he's like able to manipulate things and things are actually like changing in the past yeah. in like a really strange kind of way, I was like, oh, it's just a big computer. And I was like, oh, none of it's real. But then whoever's running the simulation found out yeah. and like pushed Cooper back out of the black hole. Out of, out of the black hole? Yeah, oh. they pushed them back in. <clears throat> but the who's the one running the simulation? Is it Cooper himself, his future self? Who's running that simulation? Um, mm. <laughs> that that could be anybody. Personally, yeah. it's probably dogs. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. 
Well, I mean, hear me out. Dogs are smart. Future dogs that can future speak. dogs. I was gonna say like elephants. Okay, elephants okay. are smart too. What is so happening? We're getting into like super crazy weird stuff. So like, <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel like it could be a simulation. Okay. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> I feel like since everything was manipulated and the way it looked, I was like, oh, this could just be a big computer that they are in. And maybe it's like they trap people, humanity, trap themselves in the simulation. Mm. It could be that. And there's just no escape and the computer game sucks that they're in. That sounds a lot like Matrix. Yes. Maybe this is the Matrix. <laughs> maybe it's a distant cousin. Who knows? Yes. Distant cousin. Mm. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to find counsel from Andrew Tate how to escape the Matrix. <laughs> Did you say Andrew Tate? No. <laughs> I'll never tell. No. <laughs> That's funny. But here's wow. some like real theories that are with a Tesseract. Right, oh, say, okay. Um, some not crazy weird ones with elephants and dogs. And yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, so we already talked about the future humans. Okay, that one is probably the one that's the most plausible, I think. But... There's also one that's about artificial intelligence. So <clears throat> it says uh, some theories speculate that the Tesseract is a product of artificial intelligence, either created by humans or by advanced AI entities. It could represent a highly advanced form of computing or a sentient AI construct designed to help humanity in its struggle for survival. So it essentially it could it could be just AI like this whole thing. The AI is the creator of all of it. Of the Tesseract. I like that theory. You like that one? Yeah. It could be like a quantum computer. Mm. Those things that no one's made yet. But with but, AI, with AI, it, yeah. that, that still means that it was the humans that created it because, it because AI was created by humans. Right. But that's almost like the humans are God at that point because they made this thing. Yeah. I don't know. But then I the feel AI, like the AI, AI might be God if it's overruling. Yeah. You know, it's like the master uh, becomes the the student. Master becomes the student. You know what they say: when the master <laughs> becomes the student, the student becomes the master. Yeah. Okay, teach man to fish. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, teach man to fish, and he'll eat fish. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he'll eat fish for days. All days. All um, days, unless he doesn't catch. Teach man to buy Oreos. You just keep eating Oreos. <laughs> No, Jurgen's wife gives a man a little boy Oreos. That little boy will continue to eat those Oreos. Okay, next theory. Okay, what? Okay, next one. Um, what if it was a cosmic entity that created it? Uh, so this one says, uh, this theory suggests that the Tesseract is not a product of any known civilization, but rather a cosmic entity or force of nature. It could be a manifestation of the fabric of space-time itself, allowing for the manipulation of reality within its structure. Huh. So, like, God or something? I suppose. I mean, like, it's, it's a cosmic perhaps? entity. What, what would be, be a cosmic entity? That would be God, I feel like, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel like something that's outside, like, the bounds of the universe. Yeah. So it can kind of just do, like, whatever it wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it would be, like, a God-type person, you know? That yeah. created this, and and that could be a plausible theory actually, because because God could you know He's the creator of all things, and if He's the creator of all things, He could have created the Tesseract to communicate and mm -hmm. save the world using That's the true. humans. Yeah. 
you know? I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, mm. so that's a cool one, I think. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. What do you think, Fraser? <clears throat> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> is it a good one, Fraser? This is a good one. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Oh, okay. Right I have a theory for yeah. you. This one is called Interstellar Tourism. So you know how the black, I guess the wormhole opens okay. up near Saturn. The wormhole, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know why this wormhole popped up. It just kind of is here now. Yeah. Here's the reason why it popped up. It's because the wormhole near Saturn was actually opened up by aliens as a tourist spot. What? Yeah, so these aliens... Because, like, Saturn's a really nice planet to look at, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these aliens open it up, and so they're, here, like, Saturn. they're like, here's a new, like, travel destination. This place yeah. is cool. Mm, Come yeah. check it out. So, But the humans are like, no way. This is our way out of here. And so, like, the humans are just, like, using it kind of, like, illegally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While the, the extraterrestrials are using it to go, like, check out Saturn and, like, dance on its rings and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, I like all like all the. It Asian, would be cool, uh, except for the fact that we already ruled out aliens. But no, but I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> it could be really cool. Yeah. So you think that the <laughs> you think that the aliens created the wormhole? I that is a theory. Yeah, because like why else would it just like pop up at the same is, time, especially just, near Saturn? You know, and that's just like a theory separate from everything else. Okay, okay. Just saying, like, maybe there are aliens, and maybe they just wanted to have a tourist spot that was different. Mm. Mm. Like, all the Asian aliens just were like, Okay. We want to visit Sad. <laughs> Did you just say the Asian aliens? No. <laughs> maybe we won't put that part in. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll put it in. It's fine. No, actually. Whatever. I don't know, maybe. Whatever. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Don't put it in. Okay. Because then the Asians, they won't subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta put that part in. Come on. Okay. Come on now. Oh, frick me in the... That feels oh. illegal. Oh, fetch me. <laughs> but, okay, but going going along with what... Okay, <laughs> stop with we the Oreos. Stop anymore. with the Oreos. We don't need any more, okay? You freaks, dude, you freaks. I've had enough, okay? Okay, those are my Oreos. But I paid for I don't that clear. <laughs> I won't eat any more. Okay, okay, enough with the Oreos. Okay, wh- what, was, what I was trying to say, though... Was that, uh, since like going along with everything else that we've discussed with like the aliens not being the case and like how the future humans created the Tesseract and stuff like that, yeah. what do you think created the wormhole? Is it the same situation where the future humans created the wormhole as well? Yeah. Personally, I think wormholes just pop up on their own. Mm. It's a natural occurrence, that's, and it was just luck. That's no, that's a good one too. Because that's what I think. Cause, it was. Well, in the movie, they described that the the wormhole. Isn't can't be created without it, it's just it can't be just created or it's, it can't be just you know just show up out of the blue it has someone has to create it and they said that in the movie but but would it be the case that it could be it could actually show up on their own and they're actually just wrong well sometimes I like to think of space as like a pool of water okay I you know how sometimes you're in the hot tub and you got like those little whirlpool things that go down Mm-hmm. They just open up sometimes. They're always kind of like around. 
But mm. only sometimes they open. Yeah, but you never know, and you never know where where they're gonna show up, right? So the wormholes the same way. Wormholes are always floating around, but only sometimes they actually like pop up and are like, "Hey, hello, here I am." Mm. Okay. No, that's that's a good that's a good uh, metaphor, I suppose. For, wait for what? Or not metaphor. It's a good uh, <laughs> analogy. That's what I meant. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it could be that way. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think anyone like opened it up. The thing I have a problem with with like oh it was the humans just later on when they were smarter or whatever mm. is just that like in order to to get to that point where they were smarter they had to survive in the first place anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like what came first the chicken or the egg? It's like Important we question. can't have super super smart humans way in the future. Where they have to like come back and save themselves in order to exist. Mm-hmm. It just feels wrong. So what do you think came first then? The chicken or the egg? Aliens. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. No, what? Yeah. Aliens. Chicken or the egg? No, okay, no. Or? The, aliens, the aliens had the egg the already. and then the egg. Yeah, and then the, the egg hatched and became a, the chicken. Uh-huh. Which means the chickens are also aliens. Well, I think the chickens came first. Okay. Not the egg. How, how so? How do you support it? Because God created all living things. Do you, think that, do you think that the God created it as just an egg? And oh, yeah. Because the egg. Well, are you disproving that the egg was not already living? Well, the egg itself is basically like a cocoon for the mm. chicken. I'm sure that. You know what I'm saying? I do, yes. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I had, some, I had something okay. that I wanted to discuss too, actually. Okay. So this one thing that I wanted to talk about, because I actually just realized this in the, when we watched the film again last night. Yeah. Uh, it was with, uh, when they were in the conference room, uh, Cooper was in the conference room with all the NASA guys, and they're talking about uh, the Lazarus missions. Yeah. And they were saying how these gravitational an- anomalies have been happening uh, for a long, long time. It wasn't just then that, that it was happening. Right, and even even Cooper himself experienced one when he was flying, when he was a pilot. He he had experienced an anomaly where uh, something tripped his his flyby wire, right? And so, what do you, which anomaly, like which gravitational anomaly, would have done that? Was it just the gargantua itself that did that, or was someone with was Cooper within there still messing with other things that he didn't realize he was messing with? I think like the 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 people that are trying to like help them out and everything um like everyone on earth was kind of just like pushing off the side like oh yeah that's nothing until like they actually kind of like why does this keep on happening all the time and then they're like oh yeah maybe they're trying to help us you mm. know okay yeah because what i understand about that situation uh is that the the reason why these gravitational anomalies have been happening is because uh, the is because of gargantua and itself and just the gravitational pull that it has on everything else, uh, and maybe it was meant to be that way because the the humans de- like designed it or designed the tesseract in a way that um, these gravitational anomalies would be like kind of reaching out to the humans kind of on autopilot, just like kind yeah. of twisting things around on autopilot without someone in there. It was just kind of happening. Like the gravitational anomalies were just happening, but maybe it was the future humans that were also controlling that as well. 
So what if it was that the humans created the Tesseract and then it caused everything to go haywire? Maybe. That could be the case. That could be the case. Yeah. Yeah. But it was all an accident. You know, they made it, not really realizing the impact it would have. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh shoot, now we're going to all die because... Uh oh. Because, <laughs> uh, they uh, make Not very good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could happen. Yeah, so that's, I just, uh, I realized that last night and I was like, hmm, it's kind of interesting. I just want to get your opinion on what you think it would be like to live on the space station at the end of the movie. Because oh. there's the scene where, like, Cooper, he goes and, like, looks out the window and there's people playing baseball. Yeah. And then they, like, hit the ball and then break a window. Mm-mm. Like, above them on a house. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't know. That place felt really crowded and Poor kind planning. of claustrophobic. Poor planning. Yeah. Would yeah. you be able to live in there, or do you think you'd go crazy? Uh, if I was in that house above them, that yeah. would really suck, because okay. the baseball was just hitting the face. Yeah. But, yeah, that would really suck. But, because yeah. I, I don't know why they put a house above a, fo- a baseball field, but... Yeah, that was a rookie move. Rookie mm-hmm. mistake. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, I think yeah. it's just one of those things, like, I, I think I would create it in a similar fashion, but I just wouldn't, like, I would, I would try to uh, architect it in such a way yeah. that it wouldn't cause windows to be broken. Yeah, so that there aren't houses right above a baseball stadium yeah. or baseball True. field. Or, like, a football field or, like, yeah. anything like that. Or any and sports fields. Yeah, just, like, like that. To make them everything safer. Yeah. Like, you need to make things safe, man. It's, well, like, it's like they kind of neglected that part. Yeah, and here's one other thing with, like, the way that it's set up. So, the whole thing's spinning, and that's how it's, like, giving gravity, Yeah, it's, I like, guess. gravitation. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can, like, step. What happens in the middle? Like, if you're in the air in the middle, is there just no gravity there? In the middle of the yeah. space station? Yeah. Like, if you're are just, you like, able, in are the you... air in the middle of all of it, would you just, like, kind of stay in that spot? Oh, like, you mean just kind of in space in general, like, in the middle of the... Cause... Yes. Because if, like, everything's getting pushed to the corners, yeah. but you're right in the middle, so you're, like, kind of pushed in every corner... I think you would stay still. Would you just stay right in the middle? I think you... Well, I think you would stay still, and you just watch the thing gravitate around you. That'd be really weird. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be the case. I think that's where I'd want to sleep, though. <laughs> oh. That'd feel kind of nice. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Wait, what do you think, Fraser? Would you want to sleep in there? Yeah, yeah, you know I would. <laughs> Why do you gotta answer like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're in there too, Jogi. I'll be okay. <laughs> you're a silly guy. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, uh, but okay. I guess for one final thought here, or I guess one final question to Fraser. Yes. Uh, about farming. Oh. Um, what is your favorite plant to farm? Um, you know, like. I feel like it's kind of like what you like personally. Like my my brother, he grows cats. Um, he grows cats. He, well, he farms cats. Um, he what? <laughs> he is a kitten farmer. That's his passion that he he kind of developed. Um, <laughs> so so mine. I think what I like to grow. Is uh beans. You like growing beans? <laughs> yeah. I like growing beans. Ethan, is that accurate? I don't know a word he just said. 
I don't think I know him. Growing cats? <laughs> Kitten farming? No, my brother does. Oh, your brother, right, right, I don't right. specialize in that. You don't specialize in that field? No. No. What about pickles? Like cucumbers? Like, do you, would you like to, like... Because I, I, I thought about that. Like, would you like to grow pickles? Well, you, like, can't, you can't grow pickles. I mean, pickles. grow cucumbers. Well, you're well, going to grow a pickle inside a jar? No. <laughs> and it comes well, out. Grow cucumbers, but, like, make them into pickles. Like, would you oh. be, like, a pickle guy? Oh, possibly. What's going uh, on? Potentially. <laughs> you know, like, there, there's a lot of asparagus farms where I'm from. Where you're from? Yeah. Okay, okay. There's one in particular, but I won't mention that for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay i think that's about it i think that i think that's where we should end yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd just like to thank uh jorgen and ethan for letting me on your podcast and um yeah, yeah and hopefully i i can come back on here when you need some more uh tips and tricks yeah tips i think that's tricks. pretty good i yeah. feel like we should rate the film rate the film okay what yeah. what was your rating man uh personally i would give this one an 8.5 8.5. I really like this movie. Although the film was long, it still had my attention like all the way through. So I'm yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it like dude like a 7.5. I think 7.5. 7.5. Your rating's low, bro. My rating? You dude, for me it's probably like a a 9.5 for me. 9.5. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's I really, really like good. the music, you know. Actually, maybe not even 9.5. It might be, even be like I would put probably put like 9.8. That's that's ambitious. <laughs> you think that's, that's ambitious? ambitious, dude? This yeah. is this is one of the best films maybe, ever. Maybe a nine, maybe a nine, nine point two. But mm. I would I wouldn't give it anything higher. What? Where are your? Well, reasons, I, I think it's higher than Shawshank. Reasons for giving it like a nine point eight. The reason behind it is because, so the director Christopher Nolan, he uh, he's kind of known for these these types of films that make you really think, right? Yeah, and. The cool thing about this film in particular is that he's researched like everything about it, and and everything within the film, it's, uh, it's, it's like quite accurate. Well, you, it's it's very accurate, and you can it's possible in theory, but we haven't been able to actually do it yet because of right. our limitations. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'd give it a nine. Okay, fair shake. Yeah. You know, nine. Go home, be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing your reasons, Jorgen, I might put mine up to like a, a eight, eight point two. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, that's that's some good sweat. Yeah, I, I'm glad I uh, persuade some people. Thank you. That's, that's good. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's the end of this episode, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and hope you guys subscribe for more videos. Uh, and please leave a review if you're listening to this as well. And yeah. Anyways, bye.